What on earth is that? It's a Journey in the Comics Network production! All aboard! I brought my pencil! Yeah! What's up, Tutorinos? And welcome to another episode of Rank Em All, that show where a couple of friends give an album a spin, slap a couple ranks on those tracks, and we go down each one and we find out which tracks are the best. And we average them all up to get our album ranks. And we go down every artist, every band, all their discographies, and we figure out which albums really rise above the crop. Or at the bottom and at the drop, we have reached 100%. I like that. Hey, thank you. Thank you. I've been working on that. Uh, I, and I still messed it up. I, I, I'm a little bit out of practice with, with the podcast thing. Today, guys, we are doing Allison Chain's facelift. And, of course, uh, I'm Brando. I'm one of your hosts here. And uh, I'm not alone. You just heard him. He's Nate Phillips. What's up, buddy? Oh, shit. We're back at it again. We are officially in the rank em all weeds of Alice in Chains, and we are about to rock and roll with some ranks. We didn't come alone, Brando, as last time we introduced them to the show, so we know them and love them already. Welcome back once again. Shit, I don't know how to do this because they're both co-hosts of other shows. <laughs> so I, who the fuck am I going to play favorites for? Oh, no. Uh... Okay, because you, you have to give it down the first. It, it's got to go to Ty because he's the man, the myth, the legend, the stepdad of the Journey into Comics Network. You grimy fucks. All Fuck. I've been, all I've been so far is the fucking Journey into Comics podcast ghost because I've been non-existent for like six months. It's true. It is true. But you are back, Adam, again, my friend, and again we came not alone. He loves that Dan Housen. He also loves wrestling. And when we get to do Journey into Wrestling, it's amazing. Welcome back again, Buckles, my man. How we doing, man? Dude, I think we're killing it. Uh, uh, I I don't know if I if I have an official like familial uh, ranking with the with the Journey into Comics crew. I'm not the stepdad. I'm not, I may be like the weird uncle. If I don't think you want to be did. weird, Uncle Bro. Don't not in 2021. You don't want to be, in like 2037. Think, we're gonna have the, the to be weird, scrubbing weird, you off the JICN, bro. It's not the weird. It's the weird cool uncle, not the uncle that like gives you like treats in his basement. He's the uncle that shows you how to use fireworks. Goodness. So if we were on the Empire Strikes Back and this were the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, I thought of this today. I'm like, it would be funny if I did this, and I completely forgot until we'd already introduced everybody. So unfortunately, we, we'll just pretend like we didn't introduce everybody because we'll because it'd be like. You know, I'm your Han Solo, and next to me is the one and only, the hairiest co-host <laughs> of the entire Journey Comics Network, Nate Phillips. And he's like, I'm not hairy. Oh? And then, and then, see, because if you're Chewbacca, that makes T.Y. Princess Leia. Like, oh. he, he's definitely Princess hey, Leia. And I that makes Buckles C-3PO. I mean... <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Hell yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> that makes Blaine R2-D2. <laughs> And that's all you say, Nate, for the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree, Chewy. Anyway, uh, guys, we're talking about Facelift, the debut album from Allison Chains. This album came out uh, in uh, 1990, August 21st, to be exact. We had four singles from that. We'll get to that when we get there. They did have like a uh, a demo tape before this. And uh, of course, some of those songs did make the jump over. They are considered a genre. Grunge, heavy metal, art, alternative metal, and hard rock. Uh, the album was produced by Dave Jordan. So, Alice in Chains is very interesting, especially after giving you know we've already kind of preluded this in the in the uh, intro episode, but you know uh, diving into grunge and everything, we we didn't want to start 
uh, with the, I guess, the 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 kings of grunge or the, what everybody thinks of with grunge. I you know, We all think Alice in Chains needs a little bit more love. But what's interesting with this first album is they're kind of all over the place with their style and their genre. Mm-hmm. And, totally so. and they were on tour uh, in support of this. And it's very interesting because they were opening for Iggy Pop, uh, Van Halen, Poison Extreme, but then also for Anthrax, Megadeth, and Slayer. So oh, yeah. they were really getting themselves out there to a very broad and wide audience. And what's mm-hmm. interesting is uh, is that dur- during the tour, they found them subject to some hostile audiences. Um, however, they earned the respect of others by standing up for themselves. If there was a guy starting shit, Lane would jump into the audience and beat the fuck out of that guy. Yep. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so just because these guys aren't thrashing it as heavy as Megadeth or Slayer... They're out there earning respect. And see, that's what's so cool is that um, I've always thought that among the, the so-called grunge bands, that Alice in Chains were just a little heavier. They're a little bit more influenced by some... They're the, I would say they're the most metallic out of all of them. Yeah, They're exactly. the most like... Yes. Like Nirvana wore their uh, their punk roots pretty heavily on their mm-hmm. sleeve. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you've got guys like uh, Soundgarden and uh, Pearl Jamie who were very much more into the uh, psychedelia. But the only ones that sounded and looked like they'd come straight from Black Sabbath, that's coming from Alice in Chains. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know what? Uh, there are 12 songs on this CD. There's actually uh, another song that was recorded during the sessions, and it was on the B-side to a single, but was never issued on CD. We're going to cover that song on like the finale episode. We're going to come back to those songs later. Um um, I, I kind of found out a little bit late and didn't get time to really tell you guys to go, hey, go look at this one song that's on this other thing that's also a part of this session. You know what? Don't worry about that. You know, just <laughs> like it's just like usual, uh, Metallica, so, uh, you know, we threw on some extra songs and we're going to do the same here. So if you guys are ready to dive into this sucker, um, I'm ready and we're going to go track by track. Uh, all songs are written by Jerry Cantrell, except we're noted, and I will do my best to make sure that it's noted <laughs> for, yeah. for the record. Um, but yeah, are you guys ready? Very much yes. so. Sorry, I'm just watching the baby go flying across the room on the other side. <laughs> Trust me, it's, it, it's you know what? We all got kids. Uh, mine, thankfully, are both in bed. So you I'm not <laughs> that's why I'm not even apologizing because it's like, you know what? I wouldn't be mad if like Wyatt or Owen were running around in the background or if Ollie was in the background. It's all the same to me. The only thing I got back there is that sweet in seven helmet that mm-hmm. is nice. Cool. I, that I lit up. It's a cool de- de- decor. It goes blue and red. So I kind of thought it was. But yeah, you guys, we're ready. We're all ready. Uh, facelift. The first track, the opening track, if you will, We Die Young, was the first single off of the album, released July 1990, about a month before the album came out. And I have in my notes, holy shit, (laughs) this song kicks you in the face. It's an awesome (laughs) opener, and it is damn near probably my favorite on the album like of course absolutely this album has a couple of really big you know Alice in Chains classics on here you know hits that people who are diving into the band I've already heard you already heard this on the radio you've already heard that stuff that stuff's great this song 
I know I've heard it somewhere before, but it hit differently. Mm-hmm. It hit so differently, and mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Um, Dude, uh, what a what a tone setter for yes. the album. No oh, kidding. man. You know, we, like, we mentioned, uh, one second, Buckles, we mentioned on the Metallica set, uh, and, we, and we brought it up for like six albums straight. Maybe even every album. We uh, At some point, we, even St. Anger, we're like talking about the how the... <laughs> How the intro track set the stage for what was about to come, mm-hmm. whether it was hit the lights or battery or right. ain't my bitch or fuel, it it set the stage and tone blackened, you know, mm-hmm. and even frantic for Saint Anger. Once you heard that song, you, you knew the tone, you knew the attack, what they were going for, whether you liked it or not, and that's the right. exact same thing here. What gets me is that it's not only the first track on the album. It's not just setting the tone for the album. This song, more than anything else on the album, sounds like their later stuff. Mm-hmm. Like It's that signature sound of Alice in Chains yep. right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And not only does it kick in the face, this was their first single, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. like yes. This, this was the original. Song. So fucking get a taste right off the bat. Right. No doubt. Nailed it straight off the gate. Absolutely. Um, and the lyrics are really cool, too. Uh, you actually know what this one's about? Fill us in. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is about Staley watching a like 12 or 13 year old kid doing drugs. So it's literally it's about dying young because yeah, uh, get another hit, uh, bury your brothers because he's giving kids he's giving drugs to kids. Buckles, you mentioned GNR sounding. Uh, yes, I did when we were talking about it in our chat. Yeah. This is one of the songs that gives me GNR vibes. Uh, see, mm-hmm. I had I completely on the other end of this. The second half of the album is what gets me on that. Okay, this listen uh, to the to the riffing, and then the chorus. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, definitely. Nate, what you got to say about We Die Young, buddy? And this was a hell of a great start. Like you just uh, for this album, and obviously we've talked about it. Grunge is in a very specific spot. It's nineteen ninety. Or 91, it's 90. Yeah. So we're at a point in time, you know, the Black Album hasn't come out yet. Mainstream rock hasn't really taken over. The classic era of metal, like that we look at now, like thrash metal in its, in its, in its heyday in the 80s, has just kind of washed upon shore. And these guys somehow find the spirit of that and make it totally unique. Like it's got some light punk influences and how they are quick to change what they're doing and not stay on one thing for too, too long. But at the same time, there's such an aggression and energy that they said, like when we, when people put the headphones on and they're listening to this first track, we want them to be transported to where we were recording it in the moment and feel what we were feeling playing it. Cause there is such an expression of, these young, talented musicians just trying to prove a fucking point. Like, notice us, motherfuckers. Look what we can do. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, you know, everybody everybody wants to talk about, like, what made grunge grunge. And, you know, it's it's always that, well, look at what came out of Seattle. You know, all this, all this... These massively talented musicians and even before that you had the west coast style or the east coast style kind of thing and alice in chains was able to right off the bat 
first track on their first album say, you know that West Coast style that you like? Yeah. Well, what about this grunge thing? Well, yeah, we're into that too. Well, here's like the best version of it. Now, here you go. <laughs> Saddle right up. Out, right out the gate, yeah. Y- yep. All right. Is that it? Is that all everybody has for track one? Yep. All right. Yeah. So uh, we'll go with T.Y. What'd you rank it, buddy? Eight out of ten. Eight. And Buckles. I got to agree. Eight. Eight. And Nate. It's on my motherfucking sheet. Eight. Eight. I gave it a nine. I liked it. I was very close. Very yep, close. Totally. I liked it a lot. I thought this track was awesome. And um, so is the next one, which is also the second <laughs> single. Hell yeah. Do you think about that? Do you do, like the strength, the strength of that first opening track and that being a single and just a few months later, them dropping man in the box mm-hmm. uh, lyrics by Lane Staley here. Uh, man in the box is an absolute classic. It's the prototypical. Yeah. Yeah. 10 out of 10. It. <laughs> just how was just jumping. Wow, he totally pulled. No, 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 no. I'm yeah. not jumping ahead uh, on the rank. I'm just saying, you know, absolute classic. Uh, I'm just, you know, bam, mm-hmm. ten out of ten. Totally agree with both with both statements. Absolutely. So, I think this is an amazing feat for a band's first track two. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, track one was great, right? But now you've done this. Now you've introduced this. This song may be overplayed, but it's for a good reason. It's just oh, that it's just that damn good. And there's something that we had a discussion about on the Metallica episode about Inner Sandman, about the mm-hmm. songs being overplayed. You can you can count uh, uh, Paranoid or Crazy Train, things you hear all the time at sporting events, at, in the right. bar. You know, Friends in Low Places oh, can, is even part of this uh, for like another right. genre. It's a song when you, as soon as you hear the first notes, you know what it is. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who don't like overplayed songs. They like more of the deep cuts, and that's cool. That doesn't take away from the fact that the song is that good to cross-trend genres. Absolutely. Like, like it transcends the very band. It transcends the artist. It transcends the genre. And for them to been able to pull that off on the second track they've ever put out is insane to me because mm-hmm. man in the box agree. does that. you you hear well, this at hockey games, at baseball games, at you hear this everywhere. Mm-hmm. And th- there's a yeah. reason for that. So uh, Tyler buckles, you both want to talk. Uh, Mine's real quick. So go for it. just, uh, like a, a fun uh, statistic, I guess. Here, so I'm looking at the album right now on Spotify. <laughs> I was hoping you were gonna pull that number. Yeah. So just just all time plays on Spotify. So you got to think. Just Spotify's really only been around for four or five years now. Two hundred and two million nine. 158,799 times someone has hit play just on this one platform. Now, obviously, this album has been out since 1990. So think about 
how many times this song has been played worldwide all time since 1990 in the billions in the billion and that's that's all you need to say their (laughs) their official youtube go ahead their official youtube for the official video has 120 million views yeah so right there you're at 332 million million. yeah yeah no just (laughs) just two platforms this song is a monster it is um I mentioned on We Die Young that it was kind of the prototypical. Uh, you got the Allison Chains vibe right off the bat for what you mm-hmm. would get later on. This song is the prototypical Allison Chains song. The yeah. guitar tone, structure, the uh, call and response on the chorus. This is Allison Chains distilled into its like finest form. Even their vocal Even, harmonies between Lane absolutely. and Jerry that would become everything. A Everything you're going to get, if you wanted somebody to describe an Allison Chains song to you, and they just gave you piecemeal parts of it. Like they, it's got to have this. It's got to have this. It's got. They all came in this song, and well, and, I, and I've always, I've always about, been. Oh, go ahead, Tyler. I was gonna say, I, was gonna I say, always. Think, <laughs> you can't say go ahead and then start talking. No, I was just gonna say real quick. Think about how awesome that is. The fact that this is basically Elaine and Jerry's first, um, you know, real major attempt at doing those vocal harmonies mm-hmm. and then they branch away from that a little bit and then they come back to it and then it becomes their 100% signature sound. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's just Brandon said it best. It's a, it's a damn monster. I, uh, I have a special connection with the song just because uh, being, you know, 13, 14, listening to X103 down in Indianapolis, the uh, local alternative station, it's the first song where I thought, did they actually play shit on the radio? I, I swear to God, they said shit on the radio. That's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, this song. <laughs> There's an edited version where he says spit, and it's funny. Yeah, it comes it comes across so close. That and there's the uh, the the guitar riff and the the talk box thing. Mm-hmm. This is heavy metal, Peter Frampton, right here. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, what you got, buddy? You know. uh, Really, Buckles said something that sparked me to think of something. This song is sentimental to you and I, Brando. It this is. has got history with us. Is this is one of the songs we would cover in Draxus back in the day, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And it was never necessarily the easiest song to play, but we did it. Um, I just, uh, I honestly think that like. The, when you're a kid, at least, you know, growing up in the 90s, there are moments that you don't really remember exactly what you were doing. But like, I, f- I remember the feeling of hearing this song for the first time and just being like, what the what was that that I just experienced? That talk box was magical. Like what the tarnation. Way- yeah. Right. And then like the chorus is so enchanting, like the way that he's just screaming his heart out. But Mm -hmm. also there's, I mean, one thing that I think we're going to say a lot, maybe this will be a drinking game, but there is such emotional depth with Alice in Chains in every Mm -hmm. song they do. Even their fuck around songs are like really impactful. I'm going to say, wait till we get to dirt. Holy shit. The, um, you mentioned how he screams in the choruses, especially the last and final chorus when he really belts it out. There's another thing that you touched on Nate. Um, uh, about about like the structure and different parts of the song, the literal first dum dum 
of the in mm-hmm. that playing mm-hmm. that live to that still gets me. Cause oh, it, yeah. Cause it, it's on the three, four. What the hell? Yeah. Dum, dum, pow. I love that. And no, this song was an absolute blast to play live. This is one of the few songs I actually got to pl- play the solo and use the wah to hide my flaws. Um, just like Kirk Hammett, <laughs> but you know what? It fits and it works. And it was actually one of the few solos that I really got. I felt confident about that. I cool. could get it, that I could get it to sound really good. It's mm-hmm. not a, it's not a terribly difficult solo. It is now for me. <laughs> if I try to pick up a guitar right now and play it, I'll probably sound like a uh, Fred, Fred Flintstone trying to like skin a duck or something, but uh... instructions, instructions, unclear penis <laughs> caught in ceiling fan. <laughs> I'm very confused. I, I don't know how you follow. What we got that, here. No, the, no, this song is awesome. And Nate, it was it was always so much fun to play with you. Do you got anything else, buddy? Uh, nah, just my rank and that one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, let's kick this off just like we did with Van Halen. The second track gets a ten. Ty, what'd you give it, buddy? Uh I I said I didn't spill it early, but. Uh, I tricked you. I bamboozled you. It's it's got to be a ten. It, it 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 can't. You can't get uh in the potential billions of of times played and and not be a ten out of ten. I mean that's an air high five to you, Nate. Yeah, but I have a thought too. Real quick, hold on. Go ahead. Definitive, Alice in Chains. Yep. Exactly. That's yeah, ten for me because of that as well. And I'm not going to be like Tyler and spill uh, spilling numbers here like Michael J. Fox in a bird feeder now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. How dare you? I have, to get my, I have to get my links in where I can, all right? Oh, I thought Brandon <laughs> died there. Shake, rattle, and roll. It's a 10 for me as well. It's a 10 for me as well. Uh, no. It. So our first 10 off the bat. We almost had straight eights, but I decided to like that song a little bit better than you guys. The next song yep. is Sea of Sorrow, and it was the third single. We're going right down the track listing for the singles. Makes uh, it easy for us. Yeah, Sea of Sorrow. I um, I really liked this song, uh, and uh, man, I thought that this song had like the, the intro is like dun dun. Dude, is that, that intro is menacing as hell. Does that sound mm-hmm. like ACDC? A little bit. A little bit, yeah. 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 It, 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 like, I just, um, I love the vibe of the song, and I love, like, even though, okay, so we had the, like, I felt like that the momentum still carried forward from mm-hmm. the first two tracks. Even though, even though we slowed it down just a little bit for the intro, I felt like, I felt like the vibe was still going great. So um, we'll go to Buckles next. What'd you think, buddy? Um, just a couple of notes, really. I love this. This is actually probably my favorite song on the album, uh, even more than Man on the Box. This is probably my favorite single track out of it. But uh, the opening is just like, it's like Freddy Krueger to me. It's like you get that vibe. It is just menacing mm-hmm. as hell. Oh, and then yeah. uh, one thing I noticed when I was listening to it, uh, that this is one of the rare songs on the album and really rare for Alice in Chains that has a kind of extended outro. It just fades mm-hmm. out. More, mm-hmm. Most of their stuff, you think of Man in the Box, you think of uh, We Die Young, it just stops. It's right. just a very just a very, sharp, uh, very sharp cut. This actually, they let it fade out, which goes in along with that kind of stalky intro too. 
So it's a really well-structured song. And the uh, I love the slow quiet to the uh, massive chorus. Um, and that is, again, pure harmony as well, even more so than some of the previous two songs. So uh, this is, like I said, probably my favorite song on the album in terms of just listening to one song. Awesome. Nate, what'd you think, buddy? Man, okay, so you guys said, what was it, ACDC you heard in the intro? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm going to give you guys a different pers- g- g- walk into Nate's brain. First thoughts, Dire Straits. I was like, Dire Straits? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah, right? Like, Actually, really, yeah. in a beautiful way, like, total beautiful homage. And then Future Trippin', I'm just saying, <clears throat> there was once upon a time a certain particular grunge band on stage had on their guitars that friends don't let friends get friends haircuts. Mm-hmm. And let me just say that in that era of Metallica, this song has some early load sounding guitar vibes with the way they're using a slide and they're doing like this, the that. strum pick, like plucking like, yeah, man. Um, Brando, yeah. I gotta, I gotta ask you specifically since you guys have done uh, Van Halen. Um, it gives me a little bit of vibe. The single from uh, the Twister uh, uh, soundtrack, "Humans Being." Yes, there's a okay. like for some for some reason the the intro to this makes me think of "Humans Being." I don't know what it is. So Nate, you yep. mentioned load. Yeah, I'm gonna. I have a note about that later. Uh, okay. There's there's multiple times, and I'm and I gotta remember exactly what songs. I didn't get that directly from this one. If I listen again, I might, but I got it somewhere else. I feel like when Metallica went into the loads after they spent three and a half years on tour for Black Album, getting sick and tired of playing those songs, getting sick and tired of playing all the long songs, that they were different people when they showed up into the studio, and they were inspired by different things. They were inspired by by Waylon Jennings. They were inspired by more bluesy aspects. They were inspired by their buddies and Alice in Chains, because they heard facelift, they heard facelift, and they heard dirt, and they're like, these guys are kicking ass while keeping it more simple, while still introducing all these new cool things. We can do that too. Let's do our version of that. And you, uh, so when I hear stuff like "Until It Sleeps" or uh, um, "House of Jack Built," or yeah, I can see that. Um, just trust me, there's a couple of songs on there that as soon as you hear it, you're like, hmm, and now I can kind of hear it. But thank you, Nate, for bringing that up. Preach. Is there anything else? Is can we slip, slip it on to Tyler? Give it to TY. <laughs> I were those macho you know, man fingers? They kind of uh, did look maybe, like it, yeah. Maybe just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dig it. But anyway, um, you know, I have, for me personally, not to get like too long winded, but I've always had like a really, really deep love for Alice in Chains just because of, you know, where I was and, you know, the whole spiel. But like, I didn't get into this, their first album, you know, until I was in probably high school, like really, you know, because I was born in 91. So I didn't hear. Oh, yeah, we babby. You know, yeah, so, but, you know, I was like 10, 12 years old when I really heard Alice in Chains and then like, you know, not just heard it as white noise, like actually just listened to it. And, you know, a lot happened between 1990 and, you know, the mid 2000s. So I 
put this album like under a magnifying glass and like picked little bits and pieces that that just stood out the 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 way that that the guitar has that like whine in the opening you know 10 to 15 seconds of this song to then go from absolutely a slow tempo almost as you could get to just that consistent fast tempo for the rest of the song it like keeps you on the edge of your seat and then i loved how buckle said it it opened up menacingly because that's perfect it absolutely i mean uh it gives you chills and then makes you want to go real fast so how can you not love a song like that all right what'd you give it ty uh, I'm going to give this one an eight, an eight all day. How about you, Nate? 8.25. Oh, shit, dog. And Buckles. Uh, like I said, this one's my favorite album or track on the album, so I got to go nine. Nine. I also gave this a 8.25. Hey. Hey. Frank buddies, Brando. So, you know, great minds. I, I feel like we've done enough rank them all. Uh, episodes now, and, and, and granted, we 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 can still have a lot more to go. But I can I can almost guess where you're going. Sometimes, like I feel like I think Nate's gonna. I almost thought you were gonna say eight point two five before you said it. And I'm like, all right, there, here we are. That could be a fun drinking game. Can Brando predict <laughs> Nate's rank? If he um, does, take four shots. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does it three times in the show. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to this show and Just participate after, after the third guest brenda what's nate's next pick oh, Q. <laughs> yeah, Q. the next track bleed the freak was also a single the last single mm-hmm. um so yeah just like that one two three four right down the row i don't have a lot for this one i do like it it's moody yet catchy at the same time this song is very moody to me and that's about all I have to really say about it. I do enjoy it. Um, but um, if I have to be honest, I think out of the four, this one might be starting to creep down. Not by much. Not by much at all. And that rank is going to definitely uh, uh, yeah. prove that. But we'll start with uh, T.Y. on this one. What would you think about Bleed the Freak? Well, uh, you know, I am a man of controversy myself. Uh this just happens to be my favorite song on the album. Cool. Uh, I again, you know, carrying over the trend uh, or or kind of the theme from from the third track on the album. The fact that it starts just slow and it has that slow build and then it gets really up tempo. I really like the vocal harmonies in this song. I like that you can hear Cantrell a little bit more. Um, Oh, my youngest is making a visit right now. Be, be gone, children. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> I, I feel like it, here's one of the things that I think I should have mentioned uh, for the last track, but I think it's it's that much more important for this one. Think about Sea of Sorrow. What if that that song was only three minutes long? You know, it just wouldn't it wouldn't be the same. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be a totally what if this song was another minute shorter? Would it be as good? Maybe, maybe not. What if it was another minute longer? Like the last song. Then I think 
you know, hearing that chorus another time or two, okay, I, I've heard it enough. I, um, I think it's just, it's, it's a, a really good, I think it's, it, it's a good single to, you know, if man in the box wasn't on this album, you know, it, it might be a little bit more well-known for a lot of people. So I, can see I that. yeah, a lot of people do like this song and I, I think judging by Nate's face, he's got something to say over there. What you got to say about the so, first thing I want to say about this song is I love the tonal shift in the intro, how it is so haunting. Mm-hmm. It totally is like, mm-hmm. cause you've listened to the rest of the album and like the first three tracks are punchy and impactful and have a lot of different pizzazz to them. And okay. 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 See, see of sorrow is a little bit, it does have that like, like acoustic vibe and a little chillness to it. Mm-hmm. This is just 180, like totally like they're moody now. They're really emotionally doing something. This is almost like an episode of Scooby Doo with the people coming <laughs> in out of the doors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for Skylar to walk behind me. <laughs> like, well, it's fuck? like, dude, I mean, thanks for obviously being understanding, everybody, and everybody <laughs> listening. Uh, not only are we like recording this on like a week night, but we're also doing it. We we're leaving for vacation early in the morning. So it's like, we're trying to pack and do this, <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> it's awesome. But uh, one final thought is about the chorus just before I forget it. Oh, two things. Actually, the solo is incredible. I think it kills. Mm-hmm. It's one of the better solos on the album. But I yep. also think that this is the uh, the song on the album, the song that has the best harmonies, vocally speaking, hands down. Totally agree. There are I moments in that, that chorus that raise the hair on my arms because they are just, ah, you know, T.Y. because you feel it too, bro. It's fucking good, man. It's like, again, like I, I I'm not trying to steal your, your soapbox, Nate, but like, you know. I was basically an adult when I heard this album for the first, like really heard it for the first time. And, you know, say I was an angsty teenager or whatever. I loved how Brando said, you know, it's, it's a mood. It is for sure. But it's got like, you know, I'm sad, but I'm fucking pissed off. And, you know, that's sadly, that's too many, uh, Teenage males in America's. You, you just described. The, it's perfect. You, you just described the early 1990s. Yep. <laughs> Buckles. Um, I'm actually not as big a fan of Bleed the Freak as obviously Ty and Nate are, but um, I did want to point out just with Nate. That didn't make me it. walk off the show. I promise. He takes his headphones off just as I actually had a point for him specifically. That I disagreed with you about the uh, I disagreed with Nate about the uh, uh, the solo specifically because I feel like the solo gets buried. Um, it's like really really muddy to me when I'm listening to it. So you almost have to like pick the solo out of the rest of that section. If, um, it, if anything was going to be muddy, you would think Nate wouldn't be able to hear it at all because he's half deaf. So hey, look, mm-hmm. look, look, I, I so am I. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm maybe right that might be him. why it's muddy. Could be. Um, you know what? I've it, always, yeah, it's funny you mentioned mud because the next album is literally called Dirt. No, yeah, um, <laughs> Mama, but, I have dirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cup of dirt. Um, no, I like the song at the middle of it, like that second third of it or something, like the kind of center of it. It just kind of meanders a little bit 
Like it drops off. It's kind of weird. And it just kind of throws me just a little bit. Like I mm-hmm. like the song, love the chorus. I absolutely love the chorus, love the intro. It's just like, it's just not hitting everything right as well as the rest of them did. It's not as uh, uh, solidly made, I guess, the right way for me, but it. Right on, right on. So what'd you rank it? Uh, me, I'd probably put it a six. A six. Uh, you know, actually, let's give it a seven. All let's right. give it oh, a seven. Oh, took it back. He took it back. Let's give it a seven just because uh, I do love Swap the chorus. Sees. He, he saw Tyler started getting angry. Like, what? <laughs> All of a sudden, you're going to see him walking behind Buckles. Like, <laughs> see, uh, see, Nate, I, actually hey, uh, dis- I disagreed with you. and You have to listen to the episode to hear why. Ha-ha. <laughs> oh, hey, Buckles, check out this shit. prop gun that I got. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 by the time oh, this makes air, that's not even going to be timely anymore. That joke is going to be so out of reference. I'm so excited <laughs> for people to be like, what does he mean by that? Be like, oh, shit, the Alec Baldwin thing. Fuck. Hell that yeah. Was, <laughs> must have been fresh. Oh, oh T-Y. God. T.Y., would you rank it, buddy? I, you know, I, I got to do it. 9.25, my brother. 9.25-er. And Nate, I did a, a point something something, but it's not quite the same, and it's a little bit above all the things. So a seven point seven five. Oh bummer, man. We're just no, like, it's high uppers. No, like, I know. We're just like all the gamut here. I, as I said, I thought it was a like a slight step down. Not 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 much of one. My last rank was eight point two five. I gave this one an eight. I, fair. I did enjoy it. And Nate, you 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 sound like you liked it way better than I did. And you ranked it yeah. a little lower than me. <laughs> it's funny, but I can't remember. Is the is the next track with lyrics by Staley and Contrell? I actually did not say who's all in the band. That's something that I always usually do. Let's do that really quick here. Lane Staley on lead vocals, Jerry Contrell, guitar, backing vocals, Talk Box on Man of the Box, Mike Starr with bass and backing vocals on Confusion. And Sean Kenny drums, percussion, and additional backing vocals, piano, on Sea of Sorrow. With additional backing vocals from Kevin Shush. Shush. <laughs> oh, yeah, Cat Shush. I don't know if you guys can hear that cat yelling in the background. <laughs> Kitty. Hey. Um, hey. I can't remember. Uh, man, I thought this song had... You know, if the last song was moody, I felt like this thing was really dark thematically. Like, yeah. like it kept weaving in and out of this dark mood, uh, almost a mood. I, I don't want to use that word again, but it was like a theme. It, it was built into the song structure. The next only really note that I have about the song is when the song gets into the I thought the NWO was going to start walking in the room <laughs> uh, when I was listening to it. Cause that's, I'm like, man, this is like almost the NWO. We're very close. Song. Yeah. Almost. Mm-hmm. But we're going to start with Nate this time. What do you got Nate for, I can't remember, man, I can't remember. No, I'm kidding. That's totally <laughs> true. I'm an asshole. Somebody had to make that joke. Seriously. I, I, I get it out of the way now. Right. We're not going back to it. But like, honestly, I thought the song was really groovy. It has like a slowish melancholy build in the mm-hmm. intro that you're just like, all right, like, where are they going? And then by the time you're in the song, you're like, all right, like, what are we doing? And then before you even know what's happening, and this is one of my favorite parts about the style that they play in. They're so good about shifting 
that you all of a sudden are in this really artsy breakdown that they're doing. And you're just like, wait a minute, where, where are, how do we time travel through that fucking song? Like there's seven other things that have happened, but Mm -hmm. here we are at this cool breakdown. That's unforgettable. But like, there's like, okay. Another thing I really liked about song that's in my notes is there the whispering, the whispering and the responses, man, that shit gets me. But also there's parts of the guitar in this song that vibe give me, um, and and I know Brandon is going to immediately get exactly what I'm talking about. Megadeth Peace Cells era guitar work. Just across this song so much. Yeah. Good morning, Black Friday. A little bit of like uh, Devil's Island. Like there is all kinds of Mustaine uh, influencing them on this, Mm -hmm. I think. Absolutely, Nate. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, I actually did forget to write that down, but yes, I agree with you. We're on the same page with that. Uh, Buckles, go over to you next. What'd you think? Um, I'm glad you pointed out that main riff and how it seems like the NWO. Uh, I actually got a different vibe from it. I, but I did notice that uh, that verse riff. I makes me wonder if they wrote this around the same time they wrote Man in the Box, because structurally. There's a lot of similarity between the verse riff here and the main riff on Man in the Box. So it makes me wonder if they'd written them, you know, maybe that they wrote Man in the Box still in that kind of mood, that kind of vibe. Right. This is where that came from. Mm-hmm. Um, the structure on this one's a little looser. Um, I kind of agree with Nate that it, it kind of feels like it builds and builds and builds. And then all of a sudden you're just somewhere else entirely. But for mm-hmm. me, it's like it didn't really peak. Like it just kind of builds and builds and then just like it just kind of s- stops. Like, yeah. you know, okay. I want you want the crescendo and you never really get it with this, mm-hmm. which is in its own way. It's a good thing. Um, I really did like it though. Um, it, I like the atonal kind of sound in the beginning of it as well. The intro, they really nailed a lot of intros on this album, but this is another one where it's almost a little menacing because it's got a weird, like atonal thing to it. Just me, but um, not the most memorable song on the album, but still really solid. Nate, before we get to Tyler, to, to add to your mistake, I can't remember if it's this song or, or if it's a, or, or, or if it's a different one, but I got five magics vibe uh, from Rustin. The, definitely this song. Okay, it's been a minute uh, since I thought of that. Uh, it's since that hit me, but Ty, I can't remember. Um, you know, I don't have a whole lot to say. I think Buckles and Nate. You know, I'm kind of in between the two of them for most of it. The one the one tidbit that I really want to pick out and I think what makes me enjoy this song where maybe I wouldn't enjoy it as much is in the chorus when when Lane is is going through that, you know, in the beginning, it's like when he says, I can't remember, he's like, fuck, it's not he's just yelling it or screaming it. It's almost as if he's yelling it directly at someone mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. leave me alone. I can't remember, you know, of it, you know what I'm saying? And I really like how every time that it gets to that point in the song, it's a little bit different. It's got, you know, uh, a little bit more volume or a little bit more anger or, or what have you. So that's my favorite part. All right, then what'd you give it there, T.Y.? I'm going to give it a good solid 6.5. And Nate. 
I actually give this a 7.25. And two fiver. Buckles. I'm going to go with Tyler. I think 6.5 is really good for that. Gave that sucker a 7. I did. The next track. By Job. <laughs> the next track. Love, Hate, Love with lyrics by Lane <coughs> Staley. Is the longest song on the album at 6 minutes and 26 seconds. Um, this is the slowest song yet. And the only note I have really for this song is I wrote this. I may or may not have been elevated when I was taking notes for this. Allegedly. Yeah, you were. Uh, I wrote heavenly morose. Oh yeah. And so that's all I've got. We'll start with buckles this time. What'd you think on this one? Uh, actually, I kind of build off that heaven, heavenly morose line. This is the one song on the album that kind of foreshadows dirt a little bit to me mm-hmm. in terms of feel um, just because of how just completely desolate, just uh, just fucking morbid this song is. Yeah, feels. dude, it like it's a, it's a me, dirge. It's a fucking you got to be in a good mood when you're listening to it, because if you're this not is, in a good vibe, it will drag you down like no right. doubt. Right. This is actually probably my least favorite song on the album. Um, Me too. Same. It is. There's I'm, I'm big on structure. Obviously, I've mentioned it a couple times now. This one has very, very little. It just kind of drags like it's just this sludge drag. It's a great mood song. If you're pissed mm-hmm. off, you want to listen to something like this. If you're like, uh, like I said, I listened to this at work all day Friday where I just did nothing but listen to this album over and over. The mm-hmm. mood that I was in, this was good for. But uh it's just like it. It's whereas the first half of the album, where the first three songs, first four songs, they're definite singles. They're tight, good structure. This is the anti-single. Mm-hmm. This is the long drawn out. I, I just eh, not my. Style. Yeah, this wasn't this wasn't getting any radio time. Like for no, sure. No, Nate, have a retort to what he just said about it not having structure because my only note of this song. I listened to the song four times and didn't write anything because I just I I kept thinking about what I was about to say and I was like nah this song has a genuine rawness like they had a demo of this they maybe played through twice and mm-hmm. said let's record it and this is what you're hearing and it's pure I can get that I can get it's that it's just them feeling the idea and when they were done listening they were like yeah that's it that's, See, that's the song where, yeah that's where i say it's foreshadowing dirt a lot yes that's that whole album is like that right so. yeah this uh i i don't know sad jam band it's kind of like <laughs> that's that's oh god that's this, and you, you know i hate Would that I be hate real dead Allison. fish <laughs> i hate to call <laughs> allison chains a, a jam band but you know, that's totally 100% the vibe yeah. that the song is. This one, it just drags on way too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, T.Y., what'd you give it, buddy? I'm going to give it a 4.5. Oof. Oof. I, I, I legitimately, you know, I, I appreciate the lyrics. I, there's a lot that I do appreciate from the song, but it's just too damn long to actually listen to it. Nate? Gave it a six point. What is it? Seven five. Oh, sames, <laughs> sames. I did too. Samesies. 
Uh, I got to give it a five. I don't five. like this song at all. We're kind of all in the, in the same area. Like, yeah. I felt like, <clears throat> you know, I appreciated some of what they were trying to do here. Um, a little bit more than uh, kind of what's coming up, unfortunately. I This is, you know, when, you, when you're going and you're doing this project and you're going through every song on an album, mm-hmm. not every album is going to be a great song run after another you're good and and, and thankfully i don't think there's anything on this album that outright sucks there's nothing egregious on this album no no and and that's what makes ranking a little bit more difficult because you're trying to be fair and you're also trying to be like uh well fair to the really great ones but you're also not trying to like well you know what i don't really like this but i don't hate this either so then you're trying to figure out where within yeah. that middle ground does this lie right and, right uh, for like almost for the rest of this album that's where i was uh, i'm like i'm like it's mm. that's a really astute observation because like this this whole album <clears throat> you the first four songs were all the singles and they're all the ones that everyone knows but they're all fucking killer yeah mm-hmm. it's really the album is very much two halves because the second right. half like the first half, you go, okay, this is Alice and Chains at the top of their game right off the bat. Then you mm-hmm. get to the second half, it's like, oh yeah, this is still their first album when they're still kind of getting everything kind of hammered yep. out. Okay, hey, totally. Yeah. And could have been that a different track listing would have looked a little bit differently had they not peppered yeah. all their hits at the beginning. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah. front, weigh all it's, our best shit at the beginning so they don't say, know that we have not so great shit at the end. I say but, it's front heavy as shit. Yeah, but you can't say it ain't like that because that's the name of the next track. It ain't like that. Music written by Cantrell, Mike Starr, and Sean Kenny. I have a couple of notes, and that's it. Uh, that slow bluesy bends that wow, now, now, yeah, wow. That reminds me of something, and uh, it reminds me of a of a uh, song like wow, 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 a wow, 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 a wow, wow, wow. It's a Draxa song. Yes, it is. Wow, that was a Rise of the Phoenix. Yeah, and except it was like the opposite. It was like the laying down of the phoenix, or, or like <laughs> the burning, like like wow, no, wow, no, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> it wasn't quite the same, but it made me think of that. And then there's a dun 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 um, they didn't steal it, but it definitely, man, that marching is, <laughs> I know what you're doing. Like, like this one, I got some weird vibes from it. Like they got signed to make the album. Like they, had, they uh, got signed by Columbia yep. right before this album came out. And I kind of feel like this is someone that's like looking at the lyrics. This is where someone told Lane Staley, sit down and write me a single. Like, designed to write a single like radio single and he kind of like i i don't i'm trying to do it i'm trying to write this i'm kind of being forced to but i don't really like this but this is not my style but here's a single for you like i actually was surprised how much i enjoyed the song itself but then you get like the line of like so uh, smaller fish so huge the ocean that he throws out there it's like okay yeah so you're a small fish in a big ocean now okay you're being asked to write something you don't really like writing um, or wonder. like waiting, waiting for the cycle, but this ain't it. <laughs> uh, Ty, what you got, man? Um, you know, I I like a lot of of what you guys said about the albums being split in half and whatnot, and I think this is a good representation of 
you know, imagine that the album is like a triangle, you know, we, we didn't even start at the bottom really, you know, with the first five or six songs, we just went straight to the top. Mm-hmm. And then now it's not a gradual slope coming down the other end. Um, I enjoy this song. I think the chorus is pretty catchy. This to me is the most, you know, air quotes here, the, the most radio song for sure. Definitely. Definitely. For me, for me. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Nate. All right. So we are on, it ain't like that. Correct. And here's a couple. No, I know where we are now. I'm just setting the stage. I'm just hyping you, Nate. I'm trying to be your hype man, dog. You can hype me. I'm into that, but I am not necessarily into this song. Why am I not into this song? You might ask. Well, I think it's just. Have you ever um, what's the best way to look? Have you ever played Street Fighter against a kid who only knows low kick, low kick, low kick, low kick, low kick? This song doesn't get out of low kick. It is the same low kick through the whole song. Okay, that, no. for sure. It drones on. Droning is the word I want to use here. I literally in my notes wrote it's a bang header because it's not it doesn't even make sense. It's not even a head banger. It's got this like you want to be like, but at some point you're like, OK, I've been doing the same kind of head bang and you haven't given me any payoff. Like, right. Give me something more. And also he stole from Hetfield. He definitely snuck a Hetfield. Yeah. I was going to say, this is the, well, okay. Yeah. I, I was actually getting ready yeah. to say this, something about, yeah, because it's the first time you hear him do it. He does it again on dirt with, uh, I want to say it's Godsmack or he gets like, yeah, like, like halfway, like towards the end of the song or, or um, oh God, there's another one. He does it on like, uh, might be an angry chair. That was actually cut- Howard Dean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we killed Brando. Yep. It's great shit. <laughs> yeah. It's great shit. Um, yeah, it ain't like that. <laughs> is everybody got? Is everybody's um, spewed? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Spewed it. All right, then spew me your rank, Nate. Six point two five. Six point two five, and Ty. I'm going to give this one a 7.15. Yes, love that 1.5 energy. Buckles? <laughs> you want 1.5? 6.35. There you go. Oh, God. <laughs> We've officially We're just going to make <laughs> Let's make Raiders job just done? a little more difficult. You're making me type this shit in. Guys, Sunshine it, is a is uh the next track and it has no other credit so it's just uh lane staley um no lane staley i'm sorry jerry control my yeah. bad it's a riffy raff riff raff that i can't quite place like it reminds me of another band and then there's another part of it that kind of reminds me of like suicide messiah all the way flash forward to like black label society the, 2004 so yeah it's, it's a there's like a like a dun 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 wow dun 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 it's like it has like this little da 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 like thing in there I really don't have a lot for this man um yeah like as I said like when I get into this part a lot of these tracks to me 
start blending together as far as tone and mood, and it, it, it gets harder for me to separate them. Uh, I definitely... Um, the, uh, the next couple are, are a little bit easier for that, but these last few... Uh, mm-hmm. that it ain't like that in sunshine kind of blend together for me. So um, we'll start with we'll, you know, we'll 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 start with Nate this time. Sunshine, I have no notes. Okay, zero notes. I thought this song was a good jam, just like in the moment, you know. Like I was like, wow, okay, but they're vibing. But again, there is some novice Allison Chains in here where they're still finding themselves. There's nothing wrong with that. This is literally their first album, their first outing into the world. Mm-hmm. And I guess for me, this is not the song, like the way the verse works and how it has this like um, up tempo thing that as soon as you get to the chorus and they pull it all completely back to this mm-hmm. halftime thing, I'm like boner killer. I don't want to yep. listen to you now because you've built me up to this, like what's coming. And then it's like, yeah, no, nope. then it's not coming. Edgelord. <laughs> you know. Dude, I love that. That's perfect. Um, That's all I've got. I say, Brando, you mentioned uh, not being able to place it. This is the song where I thought I got GNR vibes. Um, oh, like this um, next song the, for me. Definitely. Well, yes, I can see that the same one, but like this, I get verse. I get like Mr. Brownstone a little bit. <laughs> Seriously. That's the that's right, and then I actually like the chorus, but it's the only part of the song I really like. I love that the harmony when he says "sunshine" is the really. Yeah, but if like, this would have been the chorus to a different verse right. song, I think it would have been amazing. That 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 chorus harmony is the only part of the song that sounds like Alice in Chains. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's. I mean, is, is it a bad song? No. Is it an Alice in Chains song? No, not at all. But. It's it's weird. It's the Nate get it right. Like the, the the structure's odd. Where like the verses don't fit with the chorus at all. Yep. Um, they were still Alice handcuffed when they wrote this. This is where I'm thinking. Okay, they're still coming right out of the '80s. Like they're still coming out of the '80s metal. I'm not acknowledging that joke, Nate. <laughs> I know. I'm not acknowledging that. You get no points from me on that one. It was great, god damn it. They're uh, Allison finger traps. Witness me. <laughs> They're Allison Chinese finger cuffs. <laughs> the more they pull away, the more <laughs> tighter it gets. The oh, tighter god. it gets. Um uh, TY, you got anything to add for Sunshine? Yeah, I actually have a couple notes and I, I really like, uh, you know, you guys are, are really hitting a lot of what I have to say, so I don't have to say it. Um, totally agree uh, pretty much on everything. My one big note is, um, you know, half the song could almost be my favorite song on the album. And then right when Nate gets to the, the boner killer part, it's like, yeah, totally. The sun, it makes the song not fun because it, it gets you in the mood. You know, it's up tempo. You're vibing it. And then boom, it's like, oh, the bottom just falls out of it. Yeah. Well, you know, where where am I at now? You know, I think like legit Your one house. time I maybe got a little too elevated and uh, I, I got my I was like trying to clean my truck out or something. And this song was actually on the on my Spotify or something. 
and it's playing, it's playing. And then I had it turned down a little bit low, but when the bottom falls out of it, I thought that my truck, that the radio shut off. <laughs> oh, it's God. just like non-existent anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you rank it to? Why? Solid five. Buckles. I had six. Right at six. Nate. Like I said, it's not a bad song, but. 5.75. Shit, dog. 6.5. I rate it the same as the last one because I, I keep getting them confused. <laughs> so there's I feel idea. confused. Yeah. Uh, well, that's not <laughs> that, that's not the next track, though. Um, um, Just but, segued after segue after segue here. Well, that was a failed segue. That was like that was a that that was a seg won't. Um, <laughs> that was that was Paul Blart just falling over. <laughs> I'm walking off on that one. <laughs> um, Put you down is the next track, and I literally have one note. Buckles. It is GNR 2.0. It's that. Like man, did they did they find a riff tape from Appetite for Destruction, and just and just just like hey, I like that one. Slash is like have it, man. <laughs> I had two notes for this. So All I right. first note being definitely more GNR. Second note yep. is lo- looking at the lyrics. Hey guys, I think Lane Staley might have an addictive personality. <laughs> like like the, when the chorus, wow. is, I don't need you, but I can't put you down. Hmm. Hmm. Let's, let's think about this a little bit here. Well, uh, to be honest with you, Lane Staley didn't write the lyrics. Really? No. I'll be there. Oh, Jerry. That'd be I'll Jerry. Be Jerry. Um. Yeah, we'll go to Ty next. What'd you think about "Put You Down"? I, I I didn't hate this song. Um, you know, totally agree with the GNR vibe. That's one of the things that has bothered me, or 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 kind of bothered me with a lot of this first album. You know, actually like diving into it and trying to pick it apart is a lot of things that maybe sound like Guns and Roses. I don't like i don't want them to i don't like them <laughs> i want guns i want guns and roses to be their own thing i don't right. i don't i don't need to hear you know guns and roses 3.52 you know version version a uh windows 64 bit <laughs> like i don't oh god yeah, i just you know so um it, da, 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 da. yeah it's it's <laughs> I let me put it this way. This might be a little bit harsh, but if I had a choice between 11 or 12 tracks on this album, I would have just not included this and had 11 tracks on the album because it's like just not it's not to me. It's it's not worthwhile to listen to. It's not fun. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Nate. We're going to have a disagreement now, folks prepare because unfortunately i think this song has some of the most fun guitar work on the entire album it never it has like a mixture of dream theater um the fuck is that song uh fucking can't think of it now but it's a constant motion right Mm -hmm. that's the song okay so it just has that like the guitar never stops it's always doing something it's always moving it's always pushing forward it never has a moment to slow down that's what I really like about it because it gives my ADD brain time to just like, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing the thing. We're doing the fucking thing. We're making the Wait, music. 
which for sure I enjoy that too. Don't get me wrong, but one thing that I didn't mention, but I remember you you jogged my memory is there's parts uh, where around the chorus where there's there's some uh, there's some poor choices of like inflection so there's parts where lane's like (laughs) and it's like dude what are what is that it's like god did you get like i said earlier you're getting to the point where they're still really early on in their career and they're still like showing their influences a lot more and unlike where nirvana is going to show influences in like the cramps or fucking the pixies shit like that uh, they're showing their influences GNR and fucking 80s metal and Dude, <laughs> like there's a, the a little bit of Megadeth yeah the only thing missing from this song is a yeah was there anything else you had Nate uh, just that lyrically this song was kind of lacking for me I that that's what Pretty brings weak. it down I love the riffingness yeah. of this but the but lyrically it was lacking um, what'd you give it Nate Five point two five. Five point two five. Ty. I'm gonna agree with my brother Nate Phillips. Five point two five. The man like who the said, gear. "Delete that." <laughs> I would Sorry, delete that I'm, one. I'm more laughing at the fact that the moving of his mustache caused the accent to change. <laughs> <laughs> my brother Nate Phillips. Five point two five. For all, of you um, not, gonna, for all of you not uh, watching on on YouTube, for those of you just listening, uh, you, you, you're missing quite quite the adventure here tonight. So. Uh, Buckles, would you give it, buddy? Um, I'm gonna go with a solid six again. Like this was, it's not again, not a bad song, but it's just not where it needs to be. Like I can't give him credit for running. It's not crap. It's mm-hmm. not garbage, but it's not really anything I want to listen to. I don't think well, that see, anything ahead, on here. Is gar- I, yeah, I, I, I was I was just reiterating. I, I don't really think there that anything on this album is actual garbage. You'll go go listen to Van Halen right. three and try to <laughs> suffer through that piece of crap. Yeah, literally, guys. No guys, if, if this is your first episode of Rank Em All, note that we have ranked Metallica and uh, uh, the the dudes ranked uh, between the Buried to Me and then Nate and I were part of the Van Halen, and now we're doing mm-hmm. Alice in Chains. So note that. Uh, we have ranked Saint Anger. Yeah, Saint Anger between four people and stayed professional. Let's not. Let's no, not no, 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 absolutely. We were fair. Saint you Anger. You gave a solid. Yeah, you give a solid. You give a solid shake to Stanger, and you're doing all right. We ranked Saint Anger, and it was higher than Van Halen three. <laughs> so think about that when you're thinking about real stinkers, and you know what. Coming out of Van Halen rank, I feel like I'm a bigger Van Halen fan going in. I really am. There was some stuff I didn't like, but there's some thinking, stuff that man, I, really I haven't listened. Like. I haven't listened to Van Halen three in years. I want to go back and see, listen to this again, and see if it's as bad as it it's sounds. It's awful. But the next <laughs> Dude, song, it's bad. The next song is again nowhere near that. It's called Confusion, and we have uh, lyrics by Staley, music by Contrell and Star. Confusion. All sent. No, the wrong song. I'm sorry. sorry wrong Nate. band, bro. We sorry, already ranked confusion. Already ranked that one. So, uh, so confusion to me gives me a lot of vibe. We already said this before that like we already get a hint of where they're going on dirt. This yes. was the precursor to me to Rooster. I heard some Rooster in this. Mm-hmm. I specifically wrote four words, not Rooster. 
was the first two words. Mm-hmm. And what was the best way that I could try to describe this song to a, to a I almost said Van Halen fan, but to an Alice in Chains fan? Uh, smaller cock. Because it's a little rooster. I get you. I got Dude, it. I love I got that. It. Totally. Um, T.Y., what you got to think about Confusion? I I 100% agree with everything that you just said. <laughs> okay. And and could not say it better. All right. Uh Buckles. Um I like that you went with the kind of proto dirt, but I actually got a different song vibe from it. It reminds me more of Junkhead than it does Rooster. Okay. Um just in tone and in like kind of the real like kind of sludgy kind of hazy quality to it. Um that's really the only thing I got from it was it, it kind of reminded me it's again, striking in the sense that it's, it kind of foreshadows dirt a lot more than anything else on the album. But it, yeah, I got more junkhead than I got rooster. I do like the, I do like the comparison now. Nate. Uh, I thought confusion was a jamming little track. It definitely has uh, some cool sludginess with the guitar riffs. I think that um, in the chorus, the, and I say this a lot, but the duality of the vocals that are happening, the high harmony, that low harmony, man, it, there's, it's just hauntingly perfect for the song. Now, the song itself is not what I would call perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but there are parts of the song that really hit home runs, and there are parts of it that are definitely foul balls. Um, and uh, for me, this song maybe would have done better earlier in the album. Mm-hmm. Right on. I right can on. see that. Yeah, I can you, see that. Would you rank it, Nate? 6.75. And T.Y.? 6.5. And Buckles? I liked it a little more. I'd say 7, actually. I gave it a 7.25. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, so I know something about you. What is it? What do you know? Um, what I know is that this song wasn't a single, uh, but this song gave me Red Hot Chili Pepper vibes. Yes, yes, thank you for that. The intro. Yep, I was gonna say it, dude. I was gonna say it too. I'm like, what? And then it goes to another, yet another GNR sounding riff. And I actually like the music to this song, but I don't really like the vocals at all. Yeah, that's you know just my that that's just my opinion. I felt like. Um, it. I almost don't want to say this because I don't want to disrespect them, but it's almost like this song would have been a great song if it was just written by somebody else. I can uh, see that, yeah, because it, because uh, as, as we've said, they've already established what's going to become their signature sound, and like they really have a lot of songs here that they're channeling either GNR, eighties rock, or whatever here and there. And here now we got some peppers, maybe even. Uh, if you close your eyes and squint, uh, that that guitar riff was probably also used by uh, Les Claypool at some point. Uh, Maybe. Uh, so it's like I don't know. Or Millie Vanilli. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, Millie oh, Vanilli didn't man. use it. The guy, the band that played for Millie Vanilli, probably did. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> but uh, we'll start with uh, Nate on uh, on. I know something about you. You guys said Chili Peppers. I hear that. You guys said, uh, what was that last one? You said Squint and you'll hear it. Um, uh, Les Claypool, Claypool Primus. Les Claypool Primus. Thank you. 
Bruno Mars is the first thing I thought of. You know what? I was like, yeah, I, okay, I don't all right. That. I don't hate like, that at all. All right. No. Like, obviously, it's pre-Bruno Mars because like he was like probably not even born in 1990. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but, but, but the chorus of this song is smacking so hard. It's one of my favorites on the album. The dual vocal harmonies for me are fun and it i really i really had a, a blast revisiting this song uh because it, it's it's just it's got this song would have been awesome on guitar hero you know i'm just saying just keeping it real i like it's a fun song but it's not i don't listen to allison chains for fun i guess <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I, I don't want to have fun. I'm not gonna go bopping down the sidewalk, listen to Alice in Chains. You know, everything's happy, go lucky. But like, I had two notes for this. Here One, comes Buckles, be bopping along. Two notes. One was uh, Chili Peppers meets Al- or Chili Peppers meets Guns and Roses with Alice in Chains vocals. There you go. Oh, the first note I had. Second note. Swinging a miss, <laughs> like like this is. I I get what they're going for. This is you know happy fun. This is their party song of sorts. It's just this is not an Alice in Chains song by any stretch. Mm-mm. Nothing about this feels like Alice in Chains. Ty, you got anything to add, buddy? Yeah, I I, I mean I obviously I, I'm gonna echo everything that everybody else has already said. My two notes were uh, wrong vibe. Um. You know, like obviously the sun, the song, it's fun. It's enjoyable. There's bits and pieces that I like. Uh, my other note was too funky. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's, it's like because obviously like the primus influence. Sure. Say whatever. Or the comparison. Sure. Say wherever you want. Mm-hmm. I love that. I like primus. I, uh, you know, I love chili peppers, but it's it's such a, a, like it's so inherently different that especially with being that up tempo and just that fucking funky right it's, out of the gate, yeah. it just does. It, it clashes so much. Thank, Thank you. That's you. what I was going to say. That it, it, it just doesn't feel right. And I just, I really, you know, I've, I've, there's been a couple of songs that I've said, that, like, I haven't really not like enjoyed, but I didn't love, like, this is the one for sure that, like you said, Brandon, if somebody else would have done it, I probably would have really enjoyed it, but I do not enjoy it at all on this album. Allison I kinda, Funk going to give it to I, you. I kind of <laughs> want to hear Bruno Mars cover this now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, T.Y., what'd you give it, buddy? Uh, you know, five. Can't right. can't do any higher. And, you know, it's not really fair. I hate to say it, but it's it wouldn't be fair to them to give them any less. No, I mean, this is a really neat little song. It's just, it's not a bad song. That's what I'm saying, you know? Reiterating what I said, there's nothing on this album inherently bad, but like really bad, but it's it's in a weird vibe where you're just trying to find a place for it. Mm -hmm. Buckles, how about you? Like I said, Swing and a Miss, this is a five. Five. A good good song if somebody else wrote it, but not on this album. And that ranking back up a little bit to the real world where we want it to be. Uh, I gave this one. Whoa, whoa, real world. (laughs) At what point have you ever existed in the real world? (laughs) It is pretty good. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, I thought this song was pretty good. Uh, 8.25. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Um, Yeah. 
uh, I gave it a six. <laughs> it's a rare one when I outrank everybody by a lot. It, it, it is. Uh, but the next song is the last song on the album. Uh, Real Thing with lyrics written by Staley. This is the outro. I have a couple of, of, of notes, but not much. Really Metallica intro vibe uh, yeah. for, for the verse part. And also... Yeah. This is a this is the second song on the album where he gets the yeah 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 and then tops it off in the chorus I believe it's in the chorus at the end where he goes woo <laughs> isn't this the, the one where at the very end he screams sexual chocolate baby or something like that like the very last like vocal you hear on the album is him screaming something about sexual chocolate well, well now I got to pull that up I am pulling it up right now. <laughs> Uh, I be- swear to Christ, because we're gonna we're we're gonna get I'm, to the bottom. I'm of this. I'm listening. Um, y- yes, yes. He, he, <laughs> say, he say he say yes, yes. Um, he absolutely does. Sexual chocolate, baby. Like yeah. that's like okay. The guy was just they kept recording vocals. They just let him say. It. Is that Fred? Is that Fred Durst? Is he? Is he coming in? <laughs> <laughs> what Fred Durst with a steel chair? <laughs> <laughs> you can't unhear it once you hear it. <laughs> the lyrics of this song are published. They're owned by you because you know they they do companies that own the lyrics, right? Right. 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 So the publishing company <laughs> that owns this song. It's called Butt Nugget Publishing. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So, was it Be- who's the, who's listed as the owner? Is that Beavis or Butthead? <laughs> Be- that's Butt Munch Industries. Oh my God, dude! I'm crying. <laughs> it's sexual baby that might be the most 1990s yeah. name ever oh, oh man um so who uh who wants to go who wants to go floor is yours take it um i think i only think notes i had was it's like one of the first like overt drug references he makes like, there's a couple like really like heavy-handed drug references and this is a staley song um it's also like it's a lot the it's the polar opposite of love hate love this is fucking manic yeah where the rest of the album or the rest of that song is no <laughs> that's the only two notes that i had for it honestly ty um i really don't have a whole lot to say um you know i did when i ranked these i also ranked them into my my favorite to the my least favorite on the album Same. just to kind of help me you know you know, what is a five to me, mm-hmm. you know, cause obviously I'm throwing, we're all throwing these numbers out, but I think earlier I, I meant to, there was a section where I meant to say like, we're perfectly in the middle of a spectrum, you know, like being on five and then the high sixes. So, but this is my second to least favorite song on the album. I just, for some reason I didn't really vibe with it. Um, so I uh, this was, I actually had ranked mine the same way on my notes and this was my third to last so I definitely yeah. agree with you. All righty, Nate. This song to me is not and this shows again their debut album, their rookies. This is not the outro to send people home with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there maybe were some different creative decisions hell I would have put I know something about you 
at the end of the album over sure. putting this at the end of the album just because it does not it's an okay Alice in Chain song but you just it is not how you want to send people off from right. your first listening experience it's a little jarring especially when the last thing you hear is sexual chocolate baby <laughs> exactly it's like people are going to be like, what the fuck did he just say? Yeah. I feel, well, do I, feel I have to like... roll the tape back to hear him say that? Did he really just say that? Okay. I feel like now it kind of makes sense in my head. I feel like they were touring and like, uh, like a local band was playing this as like an opener for their show. And they're like, hey, that man. song. they're like, Hey man, we like that song. We'll give you like a case of beer. If you like sign this paper so we can play it pulled the fury on huh Stole yeah the and they're and they're like hell yeah and then that that was this <sighs> nate would you rank it uh, <laughs> 5.95 <laughs> i just couldn't give it a six we're, we're gonna be the group that just makes makes brando's job that much harder <laughs> doing all the math ty <laughs> he's got Five the algorithm point- Plugged in. Say that again. 5.25. I appreciate it, but I don't like it. Buckles. Another swing and a miss. Five. Gave it a 6.25. And gents, that is facelift. We did it. The final rankings are as such. Buckles, your rank and feel free to write this down for your own record. Uh, my tablet is about to die, otherwise I would. All right, well then remember this. Your rank is a 6.73. And Tyler, your rank is a 6.7. Okay. Nate, yours is a 7.18. And Brando's... Average. Yeah. And Brando's was 7.37 with a master rank of 6.99. Nice. Uh, the highest ranking song was Man in the Box. It was our first perfect score with a mm-hmm. 10. If you want to go to the next one, it would have been Sea of Sorrow at 8.37. The lowest ranking song on the album. Yeah, it's the last song. It's it's real thing. Is with- it really? Yeah, it's 5.61. So, yeah, guys, <laughs> fellas, we did it. We got together. We recorded this dang thing after a couple of uh, false couple starts of and, 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 and almost a false finish, but we kicked out with the sexual chocolate. Um, <laughs> Mark Henry's back, baby. <laughs> yeah, he is, man. He's kicking it. I swear <laughs> to God, no one's giving birth to a hand here. No, uh, but I want to thank all you guys for coming on here and uh, ranking Allison chains with me and, and and all you guys at home watching or listening, tell us what your ranks are. Tell us if we're absolutely insane. Tell us what you, you know, down below in the comment section down below or wherever you can get a hold of us. What, what's your favorite song on the album and what do you rank the songs? We want to know. We want to hear from you and Nate, where, can, where can they send this? Where can they t- type this other than the comment section on YouTube on the social medias? I don't remember where we're at. Oh, social media. We are at Rank 'em All Rocks or Rank 'em All Rocks podcast, I think, on some of them. But if you're looking for us to listen to put inside of your ear holes, it's very simple. Mm. 
Tell me. You're going to go to any of the different podcasting platforms, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, many others. Just search Rank Them All Podcast. I hey. do believe you have to put that at the end there. Maybe not. I'm not sure, but we'll pop how, up. How do you spell that? R-A-N-K-E-M-A-L-L. Rank Them All. Thank you. Listen here, Raymond. <laughs> hey, I love lasagna. <laughs> Also, the website uh, the website was down for just a brief period of time. It is now back up, rankamall.rocks. So, Hell yeah. Um, so it's back up there. And, of course, you can also check out the backlog where we've ranked Metallica between the Buried of Me and Van Halen, all in the backlog and the catalog, all ready for you to dive right in, man. But uh, we're ready to listen to uh, Dirt next week. Uh, or that's going to be harder than hell. I, I'm... Looking forward to it, but at the same time, I'm not sure how I'm going to survive this one. Um, I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> but go ahead, guys. Get, you know, start listening to Dirt and get your ranks ready so you can tune in next week and, and with with us. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, Nate, Put dirt in your ear holes, dirt in your ear oh, holes. Oh shit, dog. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Buckles, thank you for coming on. Tyler, thank you for coming on. I missed you guys so much. Nate, I fucking missed you, dude. Uh, Bro, fuck yeah. I'm glad that you still exist out there somewhere. It's been a while. <laughs> so I'm real. I am alive. See, it really exists. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Uh, well, you know what? And um, yo, we do hope that you'll follow us next week to dirt uh, as we wallow in facelift in our sea of sorrow. Later on, guys. <laughs>